1: Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Morbius, Moonfall, and our Movie of the Week, Ghostbusters. Answer the call. Well, the is in frame, for know everybody to know industries i
2: see that where where'd you get that shirt from
1: coles
2: yeah dope
1: yeah dude i, um, I was in coles near my job nice nice stopped in there before halloween to get a jacket that i wanted Good. and it's actually Good. like a, one of those like puffy vest things okay yeah this was sitting right there and i was like uh sold been wanting it <laughs> for a while actually i've been wanting the star labs one and i have not oh, yes. bought one of those
2: yet do you have a star labs t-shirt I do not, but I would like
1: one. Dude. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I want one more than this one, actually. <laughs> you, you know which one I do not want? Wayne Industries. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need Wayne Industries. Or um whatever Iron Fist's family is. Wait, I don't need them.
2: Well, you, you never see Wayne Industries swag anyways. You right? just
1: gave me an idea. I mean... We need to make in, Wayne in, Industries like, shirts. Like
2: when you see... The Flash, you see, Star Labs plastered all over everything, Mm -hmm. and even with Stark Industries, their shit's labeled with everything.
1: It's because both of those places have gift shops, okay? Yeah, Wayne Wayne Industries (laughs) does not have a gift shop, okay? They they do not. No,
2: that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Wayne (laughs) Industries, it's just the sign on the building, and that's it. That big ass W, right? (laughs) Yeah, they don't. Everybody wears suits. Nobody wears. There's no casual Friday. Yeah. <laughs> no, no casual Friday. That's it. Right. You're right. They don't um, they don't have gift shops. They don't they don't sell merch. <laughs> like yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> so like when I worked at Wells, right, we have like Wellsware, which is like oh, the yeah, store yeah. that we can go buy like Wells Fargo stuff, but your 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 wife has a couple of polos and stuff from oh, them. Yeah, wait into produce, none of that. Nope. Nada. Nope. <laughs> you don't get don't any. Don't
2: even ask. Uh, any gift bags or Stuff, little stuffed uh batman bears they don't have those you just, gift shop.
1: You, just you just work
2: you get a paycheck <laughs>
1: and don't die in gotham those are your three things that you get okay <laughs>
2: that's that's your that's your do- job description right there if you work for me <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow
1: uh we're cutting that and that's going to be our our clip that's by fine. the way just letting you know i love how fantastic that was how we
2: doing bro doing great man How's it going over on your end?
1: Hey, man. Knocked out a Monday. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's not bad. Not bad at all, man. Let's talk about a couple of these trailers that, we, uh, that were sent. Yeah, man. A couple of good ones. Yeah, I think so, dude. Let's start with Morbius, man. The follow-up to, I guess, the Spidey-verse that Sony Columbia is kind of putting together. You know, they have the rights to all of spider-man characters yeah so they're kind of building their own kind of weird
2: universe yeah but i mean after venom is it really its own universe anymore bro it's a universe within the multiverse right
1: yeah it's like a subset right like i think they're (laughs) happening in the same they're happening in the same world yeah the the question is this okay Obviously, what happened at the end of uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, was kind of funky. It was the snap. It wasn't the snap. What was going on there, right? There was a lot. Yeah. But the yeah. question is this. Did the snap happen in this world, or did Venom incur... Like, it's just a lot of questions, a lot of unknowns. But we got Mor- Morbius here, another abstract character from the Spider universe. With your boy in this man, what do you think about this trailer, brother? I mean, which boy are we talking about? Uh, Tyrese, right? That obviously, yeah, the main that character, the star? That's, yes. the star, right? <laughs> That's the star, right? The star of the movie, dude.
2: <laughs> Jared Leto, man, another creepy character for him. Yeah, we've seen him do do a few of these, and he's always very good in these roles. Very, uh, I would say, a uh, method it's called method acting where they really step into the you know to the mind of the character and i I don't see any difference in this movie for him stepping into that role and pushing that that boundary for the character you know i think this is a good cast for this type of uh character in mcu yeah
1: man i think this is going to be the type of movie where it's either going to be really 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 good Or be really, really, really trash. Yes. Now, we got Jared Leto, Michael Keaton returns, Uh, we got Matt Smith, Jared Harris, Tyrese Gibson. We got a nice front of the cast, man, which, you Mm -hmm. know, some heavy hitters in there, minus Tyrese, you know. But what I mean by it's either going to be really, really good or just be, like, trash is... It's either going to take it's hard. I'm wondering like if it's going to take itself too seriously or is it going to be fun? Because, like Venom, for example, what the fans wanted is what they got. They got this serious take on this character, but you have a character in Tom, uh, actor in Tom Hardy who made the situation fun and, 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 mm. and light, but also action packed and. At the same exact time. Is is Morbius going to be like that? Or is this going to be like straight drama for your mama?
2: Yeah, I think it's... I think it's going to be a lot more serious. Yeah. Than Venom. It kind of has those few spots in there where they're being kind of comedic, kind of cheesy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it could be that's all we get in the trailer, you know? Well, we get yeah. in the trailer a little bit of cheesiness and the trailer might be all we got. And it's just a very dramatic movie, which I hope it's not because none of them have really been that way. You know, why, why start here?
1: This movie's directed by uh, Daniel Espinosa and just looking at his movies that he's directed uh safe house, child 44 life. He doesn't, he has not directed that many movies. Um, but safe house, I was in theaters for that. That's the Denzel Ryan riddles joint. Child 44 had an, had a great cast with Tom Hardy and Life. Life was a fantastic sci-fi flick. Um, I I think he could pull something off like this. Morbius looks dope. Daniel Espinosa is a really good director. He has a good eye. The only thing that scares me, man, is like this, this whole like. Not really in his
2: wheelhouse, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's in his like, you know, I trust him. Obviously, yeah. you know you gotta you gotta be able to, to stretch stretch the old sea legs and do something different. I just want it to make sense within the universe that's being created because it takes place in New York.
2: Yeah, I mean, depending on how this comes together in the long run, which it seems you know six months to six months it changes, right? At some point, we're like, okay, maybe all these movies will collide. And then another point, they're like, yeah, these movies are never going to (laughs) collide. So, you know, in the long run, this could spring to Blade. You know, it could roll into Venom, could roll into the MCU somehow. Because, I mean, in in the big scheme of everything Marvel, everything's, they're all connected one way or another. There's all kinds of easy ways for them to step in the door. Will that happen on this... It's all about those damn contracts. Yeah. Yeah. But will it happen on this side of the universe, you know? You have to wait it out, like every other
1: one. Yeah. I mean, Jared Leto looks dope in this movie. Um, chest all out and everything, you know, with the pecs and all. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited for this, but at the same exact time, hesitant that, like, episode one, The Phantom Menace, like, what if this movie sucks? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <like> <laughs> yes. I just, it's one of those for me. So,
2: yeah, I mean, even with with Jared Leto, that's a uh, kind of a weird step too, right? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't really play the jokey guy. We'll see if we'll, we'll see if he's got some uh, some comedy chops on him. He might have to go to the Laugh House a few nights try to get some open mics in. <laughs> see what's going on? I don't know All where right, the Laugh House is little... at. That's just the first place that popped in my right?
1: head. <laughs> I, I think it's a real place somewhere in the I mean, world. I know it's a real right? place. I, it's a real place. I just... I've just i never inv- been invited to do stand-up there. I, that's what I'm saying, you know. That's what okay. I'm waiting for.
2: It might not um, be a real place then, if they haven't invited you.
1: <laughs> so let's talk Moonfall, man. Yeah. We got this trailer, and this looks like another movie that's going to be um, in the same vein of, like, The Day After Tomorrow. 2012 Independence Day, uh, you know, uh, the colony, like it looks like yeah. all these movies and these, all these movies were done by the same person, R- Roland Emmerich, man. He is the master of large scale chaos. He's the director who's given us all these movies where the world's basically going to end unless you do something about it, right? Right he's he's that guy he gave us independence day if you've never seen independence day i don't know what the hell you're doing on july 4th every year but uh you should be watching mm. this movie <laughs> right it's tr- tradition watch it but
2: i mean tomorrow somebody needs to just watch it tomorrow afternoon exactly. after they, or <laughs> thursday afternoon after they listen to the pod they should go watch it.
1: yes yes you yeah. should skip dinner after work, and just watch Independence Day. It's about three hours long. You're welcome. But it's the first movie that I can remember at the age of, now at the age of 34, that was just like so grand and so big scale and such a large cast, and everybody had their own components to basically save the day. I kind of get that with this trailer, Moonfall. I don't. The only thing I don't get is what the hell is the moon? <laughs> really? Right. And I guess that's the mystery.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's real weird. Cause it's like, once you get to the end of the trailer, to me, it feels like the moon is attacking earth.
1: Yeah. That's exactly the feeling that I get.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's something's, something's been living in the moon or the moon isn't even real or the inside of the moon has been changed some way or another. And then it's just coming to attack her. Like,
1: you know what we do? We get I, Michael Pena and Patrick Wilson on the job. Okay. To yes. save the day. Agreed. Agreed. Get Halle Berry <laughs> in there as well. And that's what Roland Nimbrick does. Okay. He gets these characters <laughs> together. <laughs> he gets these actors together. Yeah. And like, yo. Um, I, I couldn't get a hold of Will Smith or Mark uh, or Jeff Goldblum. Excuse me. So I got yeah. you guys. Uh, go save the day. Go save the day. Yeah. Go save the day there. So, it's going to be epic. It's going to be big. The only thing that I'm scared of these days when it comes to a movie like like this is like this is going to be a big scale movie, but the beautiful thing about Independence Day and why Independence Day holds up so well is they use a lot of practical effects with yeah. the CGI. Independence Day okay. Resurgence was not good one because the script was trash, but two I think they relied too heavily on just CGI, everything. Yeah, I mean, this one's going to be CGI. Yeah, but I, w- I hope they do, like, some type of practical, right? Like, give me some type of practical. That's what brings... I th- I, I'm going to be in the theater for this, because I love anything yeah. Roland Emmerich does, but at the same exact time, though, like, I want mo- movies like this to do well. I want his movies to do well. But I think to draw people in, you're going to need to kind of bring some practical effects i mean that's why christopher nolan is fantastic at everything he does he tries to do everything practical people want to see that yes his movies are confusing as hell but you're looking at (laughs) some great practical effects and you're like how the hell did he pull that off i think the
2: premise of the movie and kind of what we see in the trailer i don't know i don't see much in this movie that they'll be able to do practical be honest with you
1: And that pisses me off. That's the part that pisses (laughs) me off. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see anything. Unless they're out there building moons.
1: (laughs) That would be actually dope. I mean, it really would, but... (laughs) Like, obviously not the scale. That would be impossible, but, you know.
2: (laughs) Just a a small moon. Small moon. And a bunch of, like, toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) budget toddlers in space suits out there, so it looks like grown people.
1: <laughs> I, I just got what, what you meant by the toddlers. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! That's that's the scale <laughs> right there, dude. Yeah. Yep. We went to the theaters this weekend. We checked out that new Marvel movie. Man, we saw the right movie this time. We we saw the right movie this time at the right time. <laughs> I will say, say this though, I was kind of scared and hectic all day. And I was like, dude, if my ticket doesn't scan, I'm be so mad. I'm be so mad. So the, the older gentleman who usually scans tickets on the, on the, the weekend nights was not there. It was this younger kid talking about Starlight Cinema again, if you're listening. Um, he scans my ticket. Me and the wife, the wife is actually in tow this, this time. Um, he goes, boop, that's the sound <laughs> of the scan, just and you're just sweating, you're just in there sweating, just one, <laughs> you know, like the, the sweat drop when he's yeah. like, when uh, admission impossible, <laughs> he's hanging, <laughs> just the one you gotta catch it, you know, that's yeah, that's what yeah. it was. And I'm like, I'm gonna flip out, this doesn't work. But he scans it again, and I'm like, everything okay. He goes, it looks like you've already been checked in. I'm like, it's like, Friday, like November 5th, right? He goes, I mean, yeah, it's Friday and you're good. I just, it looks like you've already been checked in. Like, have you guys been here before? I was like, I've actually been here like 70 times. Uh This is my first time today though. And he was like, okay, like, sir, calm down. Like he can tell me I was getting a little antsy. Sir, like you're checked in, you're good. Just walk that way. <laughs> he had no th- and like nothing to do with our <laughs> situation, but you get getting- <laughs> <laughs> He had he had no clue what was going on, right? He's just trying to direct yeah. traffic. But like I walked away with like the Arthur Fist, you know? Like the like if this kid yeah. said something, I would have molly him, right? I was that anxious and just on edge. He didn't say nothing to me. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I I I can't answer that question, but I will say this. Eternals, we finally saw it. I don't know about you because we haven't talked about it because we don't we can't really talk about movies anymore because we have to leave it for the pod or else we have nothing to talk yep. about it's thursday now right well it's thursday by the time this movie by the time this pod drops so Yeah. this was a fantastic marvel movie man and one that is like top five for me bro uh, it's a
2: it's a, such a big movie and it's just doors and windows everything open to to anything they want to do at this point.
1: I thought it was like, you know, worlds were going to the MCU was going to open up with Guardians of the Galaxy and then Doctor Strange, but no, dude. Yeah. It's even bigger now. Yep. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, bro. It's a universe. And it's multiple <laughs> universes and about yeah. to be ah oh, dude I, the cast was amazing. Uh, the The writing, what this movie was about, is less about the action, less about the the the, the CGI and the flair, and more about the connection. These Eternals, these beings who are who can't die, who live forever, and their connection to human beings. Man, it's a very human movie. These are this is the type of flick that I love, man. Don't get me wrong. I love every Marvel movie that we have seen except for Thor the Dark World. And it's less Chris Hemsworth and more just elves, bro. You had to fight elves of all things, Chris? Pissed, you had to fight elves, elves, man? pissed off just elves. Mad mad elves. And they weren't short either. I didn't like that. They were too big. <laughs> right? At least give me like some small if they, if they elves were,
2: to fight. If they were small terrifying elves, I mean, it would have been a whole different kind of movie,
1: but it probably would have also been a lot better. Why are we fighting six foot six elves, bro? Okay. <laughs> why, are we, why are we fighting Shaq size elves right now? Yeah. Uh, Eternals, bro. It's, it moved up really quickly at the end of that movie, walking out of the theater. I was like, dude, this is a top five Marvel movie, man. It, that's movie making right there. If you're going to do a big budget movie, go big. Go bold and make something that nobody's seen before. Don't make a run-of-the-mill mo- movie. And this movie did it, man. What were your thoughts, brother? I'm talking too much.
2: For it to kind of come back full circle to when we first started learning about Infinity Stones, right? Yeah. You know, we get a glimpse into the Celestials when they start talking about Infinity Stones. And the Infinity stone storyline kind of comes around and finishes out but what's the next thing you got to go after right now we need to learn about who created these infinity stones and this is literally just a direct path into that yeah and you know the whole concept of earth and what the earth is being used for was pretty wild as well. I don't want to give too much away about it, but the use of the world and the history of the Eternals themselves and the deviants and the way it all kind of is a big circle of things was awesome. And the way they
1: explained it oh, dude. was very, very good storytelling. This was storytelling. You know, I love that you brought that up. This was storytelling in the mold of we're going to display what's on screen and we're not going to treat you as an idiot. We're going to bring you into this world, and you're going to learn as we learn. I love that. That is great yep. storytelling right there. Veterans Day is Thursday. But today, I guess, when this pod drops, I still don't know how to do uh, calendar math, guys. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to be in the theater. I pro- While you're listening to this, Clyde Smith is probably in the theater right now, Okay. So watching this again on a big screen, super excited for this movie again. Man. We're going to see Eternals again. Is that what I heard? Let's go. Let's make it happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely deserves a, uh, a second time around. All right, man.
1: <clears throat> just want to talk real quick before we jump into the movie. Um, I-, I don't know about you, but I am super excited the final trailer for the next season, season four of Stranger Things released. And these kids, man, they just grow up so fast. They just grow up so damn fast, bro. No kidding.
2: Season four and, and your boy, uh, Mike, is just grown-ass man, right?
1: Grown-ass man. He got more facial hair th- than you now, bro. Like-
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and honestly, when they hit season three, is the same way. They were all grown up in season three for the
1: most part, you know? Caleb out here talking like this and stuff, right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. come here, girl. Let me give you a smooch. Bruh. <laughs> Probably the best television, like overall, that gives you that nostalgia feeling, but yeah. also gives oh, yeah. you something, something new with every season. I'm glad I did not grow up in Hawkins, Indiana, yeah, but also kind of jealous I didn't grow up in Hawkins, Indiana, because these kids make it look really, really cool, man. Yeah. Uh, once that drops on the flicks, definitely binge watching that probably in a day, probably going to take the day off of work. Telling my boss this now, if you're listening, I'm not coming to work that day.
2: And we both learned today that we are very big fans of stranger things. But when you think about it, Clyde, yes. we talk, we talk about movies a lot. We don't really get into TV too much. It's usually you, you talking about curb, curb your enthusiasm and me talking about supernatural. That's, that's well, basically where our conversation bro. is. Going.
1: <laughs> I love Curvy, Your enthusiasm. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch the episode tonight, actually. <laughs> but you are right, though. You are right.
2: That When that one pops on, we'll have to keep up with that one. What else do we got coming up, too? Um, don't we got another Marvel show? Oh, Hawkeye's coming up.
1: Yeah, the little Jeremy Renner uh, led vehicle, Hawkeye. Let's definitely talk about that one week, weekly, man. Like I think yeah. Stranger Things, is, we're gonna talk about Stranger Things, but let's do Hawkeye weekly, uh, and I hope you know, you listeners keep up with that. I really like when we do that. That's fun. That's yeah. some fun stuff, man. He's on another show, Jim Renner. I gotta pull it up on Paramount Plus, coming out at mm-hmm. the same exact time, and that's gonna be good as well. I think that looks really, really good, and I will be watching that. But yeah, Hawkeye definitely and Mayor of Kingstown. That looks like a fly. Really, really slick, dope show. So, gonna be excited about that one.
2: We got some good stuff coming up here at the end of the year, into the beginning of the year.
1: Let's go, yes, sir.
2: All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back.
1: Coffee, uh, something that we never talk about are the amazing vehicles in these movies, man, that we watch. I mean. Let's talk about our top phase, bro, for a second. Yeah, man. That Aston Martin DB5 from James Bond, acclaimed, just mm. fantastic. That mm-hmm. 89 Batmobile. Tim Burton's Batmobile, Michael Keaton's Batmobile, just yes. badass, iconic. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not a muscle car type of guy, but Eleanor, that 67 Mustang yeah. Shelby GT 500 from Gone in 60 Seconds. Whew, you got me there. Oh, that's a perfect car, man. <laughs> you know, and probably super iconic more than any of those other ones is that DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future. Yeah. Like that was a character itself and just fantastic, brother. Just classic dope vehicles that helped out our protagonists get through the, their movie. Man. What are some of your favorites? Of course, the DeLorean. 100% agree with that one. Oh, fantastic. Mine
2: are a lot of muscle cars, man. Uh, 1977 Pontiac Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. Fire. Dom's 1970 Charger from the first Fast and the Furious. Interesting fact I have a photo next to one of those cars that I took at Universal Studios when I was younger. Ooh, Ooh nice. Right. Uh, 1958 Plymouth Fury from Christine. Ooh. And that Ferrari 250 GT from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, dude. That one from Ferris Bueller's man is just fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's your favorite? Well, it's gonna have definitely have to be Dom's Charger overall. Uh, just American Muscle. No matter where you go, these things make a
1: statement. Yeah. What about you? Which one would you choose? It's that DB5, man. It's the ultimate spy car. Like I love James Bond. I always wanted to be a spy. Uh, you know, this car has pop out gun barrels behind the front headlights, revolving license plate, a champagne cooler in the armrest, smoke screen, oil slick. This car just screams badassery, man. Like, I wouldn't use any of those things, but super cool. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you have to have a license to kill to drive it? You know what? You probably should. <laughs> 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 All right, team. So we want to hear about your favorite movie vehicles. You know the socials. Movie in a pod on Facebook and that movie in a pod on Twitter and Instagram. All right, JV, let's go ahead and jump into this week's movie, man. We got Ghostbusters. Answer the call. Ghostbusters 2016. It was just actually just called Ghostbusters. Some other movies that came out this year in 2016 we got The Fifth Wave, Silence, Nocturnal Animals, Live by Night, The Girl on the Train, Passengers. Me and the wife actually watched Passengers during our honeymoon on Christmas Day in New Orleans. Uh, the Accountant, Miss Sloan, War Dogs. And a fantastic underrated Shane Black Christmas movie, The Nice Guys. Ghostbusters was directed by Paul Feig, written by Kate DePold and Paul Feig.
2: This thing had a budget of 144 million and brought in 229.1 million in the box office.
1: Alright. Did okay.
2: <laughs> We've seen worse. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have. Our main cast in this one is Lee Ghostbusters. We got Melissa McCartney as Dr. Abigail Yates. Kristen Wiig as Dr. Aaron Gilbert. Kate McKinnon as Dr. Julian Holtzman. Leslie Jones as Patricia Tolan. Chris Hemsworth as Kevin Beckman. Neil Casey as Dr. North. And then I'll mention Andy Garcia as Mayor Bradley. And, of course, we had some cameos. They play different characters. They don't play their characters from the original movies. But we had Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Reaver, and Annie Potts.
1: Mm. You know, I had the biggest crush on Annie Potts when these movies dropped. Back. Dude. Oh, yeah.
2: Biggest crush. Also note, there's there's cameos through this whole movie people playing ghosts and stuff like that. It's there's it's nuts. There's people everywhere.
1: It's pretty awesome. All right, man, give us a quick synopsis of Ghostbusters, answer the call, man.
2: So we have four awesome women and one very handsome gentleman. They uh attempt to study and battle the paranormal in New York City. They come together to engineer some very dangerous but effective gear to help stop and capture some of the meanest spirits. And somebody has been summoning these to wreak havoc on the city.
1: All right. Let's jump right into this plot, man. In uh, New York City, we got these four women who uh, find the existence of ghosts. and must work together to stop the fourth cataclysm, which is basically another cool word for an apocalypse. Very cool word, actually. Yeah, yeah. A little bit about this movie. This movie actually takes place in an alternate universe where the previous movies never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more when we jump into these characters and everything. The biggest thing for me, man, and the draw for this movie is I come from the school of Josh and I come from the school of James Cameron. Um, I come from, you know, where they are creators that there are these male movie and TV creators or they want to empower strong women to mm-hmm. succeed, to, to 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 do the job, to do what the men can do and, and do it better. I love I love that. So that was the draw for me for this movie. That's why I was in the theater for this. Also, it's a Ghostbusters movie, and yeah. I mean, I have been a Ghostbuster many a times for Halloween, not just as a <laughs> child, but as an adult. Right. So. <laughs>
2: Side note, I did see uh, kind of a Kickstarter thing for some uh, full-scale proton packs. We'll talk about that after the
1: show. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and jump into these characters, man. Straight off the top. We got the great, the awesome, the hilarious, right? Um, one one of the best like physical comedy actors, female actors, you know, she is as Dr. Abigail Yates, Abby for short. Uh, she's a childhood friend of Aaron, uh, Kristen Wiig's character, who continues to work to provide proof that ghosts exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's working at this... Pres- <laughs> <laughs> this Her backstory is hilarious. So she's working at this prestigious like college that's only been around for 12 years. And it's like a yeah. community college at that point, right? Like, <laughs> where the dean is like in a in, a, in a, a hawaiian shirt yeah. i guess right
2: <laughs> it, it looks like the you know rundown high school you would think of when you're talking about like two rival schools uh yeah and some kind of like uh you know sports movie <laughs> yeah. where where you got one school that's like filthy rich and beautiful and then you have that rundown school where there's like lockers broken and stuff uh graffitied all over the walls and stuff like that. One hundred percent. That's exactly what this little college <laughs> is looks like when she goes <laughs> the building. Ugh.
1: But like she 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 wrote a book with her uh childhood friend Aaron uh about ghosts and she's still on the hunt, man. She still has that North Star where she's gonna prove to the world that ghosts exist and She's going to be the one to, you know, show the world. Uh, and it's Melissa McCarty. So yeah. everything she does is hilarious. Everything she says is just comedy gold, man. She is uh, definitely the bright spot, one of the bright spots of this movie. Um, and was my second favorite character. Like, out of this whole whole cast, man, she she takes the cake. Number two big fan
2: yeah she's the the, she's kind of the gps for everybody yeah right as soon as she figures it out she's like we got to do this this is what we need to do when they see the first ghost it's it's on from there
1: yeah she's the leader uh the quote-unquote they don't really state who the leader is but you can tell just by being who she is she's the quote-unquote leader of this ghostbusters team We got Kristen Wiig as Dr. Aaron Gilbert, um, professor of Columbia, who gets fired when she reunites with her friend who she wrote a ghost book with, her friend being Abigail. Uh, But, you know, she's at this prestigious college and trying to make tenure there, which is huge for professors Mm -hmm. and kind of getting caught up back with her friend. And once it gets once she gets shown on television that, you know, she caught a ghost uh, she gets fired r- right away, and like Kristen Wiig is hilarious, mm-hmm. but like as Melissa McCarthy is like overall just like the comedy queen. Kristen Wiig is like low key funny, like the scene when she's walking out with her stuff out of Columbia. Yeah, and she's she's just like making up every excuse in the book, and nobody really cares either. <laughs> yeah,
2: she's very dialogue funny.
1: Yeah, I yeah. her heard her line
2: <laughs> delivery. Um, Melissa McCartley is a little more physical. Yeah. She kind of puts all that into it as well. But Kristen Wiig just delivers the lines. Yeah. um, <laughs> Yeah. So what's funny for me with this character is like, she's so worried about this. Like the whole, the beginning of the movie is about this book. Yeah. That's public. She's so worried about this book. Take this book down, do all this stuff. And then what gets her fired is the video. <laughs> yeah. That's completely her fault that it all happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she was definitely there the whole entire time for that. Oh, yeah, man. That was hilarious. Now, the character that she plays, Aaron, she's, she's the straight woman of the team, right? She brings us into this Ghostbusters world. She's not trying... You know, she's not funny and wanting to go after ghosts. Uh, she basically is just trying to stop this book from continuing to be published, like you said. Uh, but she brings us into this Ghostbusters world, and uh, she's the most sane out of the four <laughs> characters, <laughs> right? And if you think about it, so far we have obviously, if it's a parallel or a different alternate universe, excuse me, Melissa McCartney's character, uh, Abby Yates. I'm, what is she? Dan Aykroyd? No, no, she's uh, she's not. She's Harold Ramis' character, right? She's gotta be. Who do you who do you think, man? I hadn't
2: really thought about it that much, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think you're right because Kristen Wiig would be more. I think she'd be more the Bill Murray.
1: Yeah, right, right. right oh, this is kind of, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, kind of the uh,
2: ser- more serious. She gets it, and she, you know. She believes it, but she's not quite convinced of it. I mean, it's kind of a weird, yeah. a weird way they both look at it.
1: And she's not like, uh, like how Egon and we're talking, we're talking about the movies that we're going to do yeah, next yeah, week. Anyway, the, I think we're getting but off track. With a bit. <laughs> we are, but I, I just thought I am I, watching this movie like an hour ago. Right. And yeah. obviously I've seen Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2 a thousand times. And I'm just like, okay, I've seen this movie a couple of times, but I'm seeing it now, and I see the parallels, and I thought that was kinda cool how they did their own fresh take on these characters. Yeah. Obviously with different names and everything, but it was really cool to kind of see the parallels, so
2: And I I feel like like Melissa McCartney actually be more than Aykroyd, to be honest with you.
1: Interesting. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. I love that. So that brings us to our next character here. Um, Kate McKinnon as Dr. Jillian Holtz, Holtzman, the weapons expert who designs all the ghost trapping tools. The one note that I have for her, she's a nutcase. Yeah. (laughs) There's something seriously wrong with this woman.
2: (laughs) Her as a, as a, an actress, Kate McKinnon, and this character, she kind of—I feel like she kind of fuses that together. Because every time I see her do comedy, yeah, it's always kind of that crazy eyes comedy, right? Like she's, <laughs> yes. she's kind of—you know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, like along with dropping the lines, it's physical, but you really don't know what's going to happen next. It's—it feels like it's just you know anything could happen. With this, with this lady,
1: and like the best part of Holstman's character is obviously it's a lot of like fake science mumbo jumbo, but I like how she kept upgrading their tools, right, their their tech and stuff like like that. And after after one failure, she tries something else and does this and does that and does that until. That's, that's the cool thing that I really liked that day yeah. you actually saw her, even though it were quick scenes and her talking about it and you're at most time, you're like, huh? Uh, but, you know, they take that little bit of time and explaining, <laughs> yeah, I did this, did this, flip this over here, right? Pulled the, pulled the light switch, you know, added a stick of gum and then we have our ghost <laughs> trapping tool, right? You know, so <laughs> I, I thought that was really, really cool that they kind of definitely took the time yeah. to do that, but she is definitely insane and you're right. Something Kate McKinnon, who's amazing, yeah, uh, very talented. Something she does with her eyes <laughs> that just is like, yo, um, this one could stab you in a, in a heartbeat, yeah. right? <laughs>
2: yeah, she she gives me the the like you were saying the Harold Ramis the Egon vibe of being the you know the the inventor, the engineer side
1: of things. Interesting, interesting because I would thought. McCarthy is McCarthy. I keep on saying her name wrong. Excuse me. Is the Egon and Holtzman is Stans. I oh, that's what I was thinking. But I love that you yeah, looked mean, at it a different way. I love how you look at it a different way, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could kind of swing either way. They kind of did the same thing, right? They were both the the tech side.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Hmm. I always thought Spangler was a little bit. Well, I mean, I guess if you really think about it, I guess uh, Dan Acker was his character was a little bit more, a little bit Hands crazy, tech, right? right? A, little, yeah. a little bit more, a little, a little... crazier than,
1: right? Um,
2: <laughs> Bill Murray, so or not Bill Murray, uh, Harold Ramis, yeah,
1: Harold Ramis, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. I mean, I can get behind that too. Either way, all right,
1: all right. <laughs> So let's go ahead and uh, move forward here. We got Leslie Jones as Patricia Patty Tolan. Uh, She works as she at first works for the NYC transit subway system before joining the team. Definitely not a scientist, but knows her way around New York and New York's history. Uh, This was the grounded. Let's take all the science out of it. Like I'm street smart. Obviously. Obviously. Like the, like her like the character in the original, um, yeah. but, it's Leslie Jones, man, I, I will say this about her, um, as as loud and kind of obnoxious she is at times, she actually had, had some really good funny scenes in here, man. I was surprised <laughs> about that, um, and she just works as a fourth member of this team, man. Definitely fun.
2: Yeah, she's that not a doctor not always thinking like the technical things right she's thinking the the street smarts yeah she's in her street smarts and and she also has a car so that works out too <laughs> <laughs> you're on the team yeah, you're on <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> my favorite character man i guess i'm just going to jump in here with uh chris hemsworth as kevin beckman man the receptionist f- <laughs> For the Ghostbusters. Obviously playing the part Annie Potts played in the original, but he plays it slapstick, stupid, dumb, like. I feel like gorgeous. they were just
2: kinda like All right, Chris, uh We're filming a movie today about Ghostbusters. Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> He's like he's like he's like what direction you want me to go in, and they're like we don't care, just do something. Yeah, just do you. <laughs> so he rolls so up with those glasses without lenses. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the mismatched vest that he wears. <laughs> <laughs> he's just the best character in this movie, man. I and you know you're you're watching this movie and you're like oh. Okay, Chris, I've seen him do some comedy before, and he's actually really good at it. Let's see how much he's going to do in this movie. Oh, he's just going to be the receptionist, and they're going to go out and, you know, save the day and all this stuff. Cool, 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 cool. cool. No. Turns it (laughs) on his head in the beginning of the third act, where he is front and center the main character, right? Like yes. at that at this yep. point, man, and it's Chris Hemsworth. There's nothing this guy cannot do, man. He's Thor for crying out loud, uh, <laughs> fantastic, funny, and just brings it every scene,
2: man. Yeah. So my my favorite scene from him, and it's not really a scene. It's actually a little piece of a scene. It's the very beginning, man, when he's showing them his artwork, right? His logos <laughs> for the uh, for the team. <laughs> And he gets to one that's like a house with a hot dog over the top of it.
0: Yeah. And
2: he's, he's like, what, what's that? He's like, it's floating like a, like a ghost is holding, holding it. Oh my God, dude. I couldn't, I had to pause it cause I just was laughing so hard and it's just his delivery. And I don't know, dude, it, it's so ridiculous that it's so funny and I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> he goes,
1: he goes, well, here's another one. Uh, Dude, that's just a sign for Seven Eleven. No, that's Seven One One. Like, great. Like, like, he's just so good, man. So good. He's just that 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 slapstick, that that dry humor, and that delivery, man. Uh, yeah. With that accent, it's just fantastic. So, mm-hmm. big fan of him in this movie. Uh, you said you wanted to talk about Mr. Uh, Garcia, real quick. Oh, oh, Andy. I mean, we'll have to talk about him. I was just putting him in there because he
2: was a recurring, pretty recurring role ro- role in the movie as the mayor.
1: Mayor of NYC <laughs> and Andy Garcia, dude's just the ultimate badass. He took, took over for the family <laughs> um, in Godfather Part 3 and just been kicking ass ever since. A uh, small role here, but, you know, in, yeah. in go- old Ghostbusters fashion, you got to get the mayor involved yeah. The mayor either locks you up or uh, makes fun of you or something of that nature. But Andy, Andy Garcia, man, just a cool guy. It has, like, the dopest, like, gray. It's not even gray. He has a dope-ass white beard, man. One day, when I'm his age, I want my joint looking like that. So, I got to finish growing out this facial hair, though, so. Don't ask for it too soon. It's already happening on my end, homie. uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> The sets, the look, the feel of this movie is kind of a bummer to me, actually. As great as the cast is, as great as their interactions with each other are, the world that was built around them kind of looks fake, kind of looks cheap. Yeah, The sets of their you know, they're above the Chinese restaurant, which is hilarious, by the way. Um, I love that they're in the I love that they're in the the fire station. Can't afford it, so they're in the they're on top of the uh, Chinese restaurant. Yeah. She still can't get yeah. her damn dumplings or wontons yeah. or whatever. But <laughs> so they have to train in the back of the damn restaurant outside, which yeah. is hilarious. The world does not look real. It's just a bunch of sets propped up to kind of save costs and everything, which they could have shot on location. And it would have looked more authentic and more real. I don't even think this was really shot in New York. This was shot more in like Boston, I think, Massachusetts and, and some some places. They use shots of New York, but you just felt it, man. And that kinda made it lack, which really was was a bummer for me. If you're gonna shoot in New York, damn it, shoot on location in New York. Yeah. Agree. Alright guys, so that is our conversation about Ghostbusters. for the call. Uh, Javi, what did you think about this movie, man? How many ratings? How many buckets of popcorn you give it?
2: This as its own standalone movie. Outside of... Take it outside of the Ghostbusters universe. Not compared to anything else. I'm going to give it 3 out of 5. The Characters are awesome. The, it was a fun movie. But it was kind of like you said the sets and everything kind of made it look a little cheesy at sometimes, mm-hmm. and that kind of took away from the the aesthetic of how we love ghostbusters right mm-hmm. it's a uh, paranormal stuff but it's going on in the real world this didn't really put you in you know the quote-unquote real real world i didn't feel like but it was still fun i'll watch it again watch it a few times before so three out of five for me man What's your stance on this one
1: uh this gets two buckets of popcorn from me dog as much as I like the you know the the five cast members that we talked about you know and they were fantastic how they interacted with each other and Chris Hemsworth just stole the show (laughs) he always does they tried too much with the camp and slapstick comedy for me where it's like all right that was funny but let's get back to the ghostbusting, the paranormal, yeah. right? the That's where the fun comes in. That's where the in- engagement of the fans mm-hmm. come in. And it, 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 it's hard because, you know, taking as, cl- as near and dear... Go- it's like literally, in my heart, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, like one and two, right? Just from nice. my childhood. So it's really tough, you know, from the 80s. So it's really tough yeah. to... Take that away. Obviously you want to pay homage, you want to go ahead and do your own thing, but uh, I think they just tried too much with the camp and the slapstick. And it was just yeah, it was a lot for me, man. Two buckets of popcorn. It's it's so
2: much of trying to be a comedy when the original Ghostbusters, you know, really kept that line that line really clear. Right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It made you laugh, but it was also, you know, four scientists that really, really wanted to do this. And it was very serious to them. And this one, it's seems like it's the, op, kinda, it's, it's the other side of that line. It's They want to do it, but they're also just trying to have, you know, all this comedy and trying to be whatever, whatever. And losing that, that thing we liked about Ghostbusters, which was, might be a ghost in my closet. I don't really know because the
1: movie made me feel like there could be. exactly right right
2: this one this one not
1: so much (laughs) yeah there's no green goo coming out of uh anywhere so i think i'm safe right (laughs) you're good man you're good okay (laughs) thank you for subscribing to this week's episode talking through ghostbusters answer the call Next week, we will be discussing Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Those are both streaming on Amazon Prime. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde
2: D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr J 8200 Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.